Jonas Brothers right here on the Fuse 984 with Waffle House. How are you doing? Let me know. 0701-984-984. Where in the world could you be? I'm always curious. I do see we have a listener. Let me get it right. Um, Washira Long 85. I wonder what all that means, but I love it. From Academy, uh, Academy Road in Karen. Yes, I do see your request. I'll make sure that happens just for you. It is Cancel FM, your best mix of music. It's Anne Mora here again. How are you doing? I told you we have an exciting interview coming your way, and it's starting right now. Now, I am joined in studio with one of the co-founders for Learnly Africa. Uh, the headquarters are in Nairobi. It is a youth-led and women-led organization established in 2023. Now, the company is born out of the passion, vision, and founders of empowering the youth in Kenya both by providing them with high quality and reality reality and accessible tech job opportunities. Hello, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? And thank you so much for joining us in studio. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and what your company is all about. Asante Sana. So my name is Montachule. I am, like you say, the co-founder of Lanly Africa. Uh, for Lanly Africa, we focus on teaching uh, digital skills. So at the moment, right now, our focus is on teaching data analytics um, as a masterclass. So we've been doing that since we launched. And also we do a bit of tech recruitment. So supporting companies who are looking for tech talent and then connect them with the right people. Fantastic. I mean, tech is the future. And before we start talking about the future, the pre- <laughs> let's talk about the present right now. You know, starting a business is never easy. And sure. I always ask my friends who start a business or who are recruiters, uh, when you're looking for somebody to join your business, what is that CV that sets them apart? What's What makes that person special? What are you looking for? That's a good question. So, um... Let's start with the basic, basic of the basic. Please, if your CV is like longer than two pages, shorten it. Okay. And I mean like shorten it. You know, 10 years of experience, 15 years of experience, it doesn't matter. Shorten it, make it relevant to the role that you're applying for. So that's a trick I also tell people. So what I look for is, okay, one is the formatting of your CV. If it's too long, there's no time to read three pages, four pages of CVs. Uh, two is, are you specific to, are you talking to the role that we are hiring for. So for example, it's customer service, but you're talking about finance, again, missing. So what type of wordings do you have in your profile? Number one, how long is your profile? Have you made it relevant to speak to the job description that of the role you're applying for? I would say that's another one. And then interviews is a whole other, other thing together. But from a CV perspective, I would say, make it short, make it precise, let the language speak to the job description. Um, yeah, and also apply in time, in good time. That's the other thing. I've been talking to a lot of people who are either changing jobs or looking for a job because, I mean, the economy is so helter-skelter right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of my friends was saying that it's, she's getting discouraged uh, because she's applied. She said she's applied mm-hmm. to about maybe 400 places <laughs> because of the world of LinkedIn and Indeed. Maybe you can give her some advice on, on what to do because she's really it's really starting to affect her. But then when mm-hmm. I was talking to some of the Fuse fans, they say, yeah, that's pretty common. Like the rejection is it starts to get to you. What advice would you give someone who's getting a lot more no's than a yes gosh i i have been in the space and i've also been a job seeker at some point in life and one of the things that i do and i'm very passionate about is coaching people to get jobs and transition uh one of the things i would say is schedule a time that you're able to apply for jobs you cannot apply for 400 jobs the right way i'll tell you why that means you're applying the same cv you're applying with it to apply for multiple jobs. That will never, ever work. So please, guys, I know that 
you know it's it's tough it's tough for all of us and but when you're applying for a job you have to really treat look at the job description this is a tip that will help you win look at the job description tailor your cv based off your experiences to fit what they're looking for you see if i'm applying to say capital fm right or or royal media whatever it is i know your values are different from the other tv station or radio station right so i have to tailor make my cv to speak to your language so that it makes sense the other thing i would say is companies are really changed the big recruitment firms they're using ats's so that's another tech you know system ats applicant tracking system so which means that a thousand people can apply for one job but the system itself even before it reaches my hand has already shortlisted 10 people out of their thousand mm. how does it do that it's picking keywords from your cv and the jd and marrying them yes my friends were telling me about this they're very techy some of them and they were talking about chat gpt and um, ai and how they're using that to recruit to remove the keywords as well and how you can kind of <laughs> not cheat the system <laughs> but get yourself seen a little bit quicker uh, real quick I want to know from you though you did start a business and people just see the end result of the business <laughs> you see you here talking about it you're helping people get jobs it's a female led company yeah, you know kudos but I'm so sure behind the scenes it's blood sweat and tears oh my goodness uh, maybe you can give the reality of starting <laughs> a business especially starting a business in Kenya it's starting Kenya. a business as a woman oh my God. just starting a business in yeah. general yeah oh my Sure, I, I wouldn't have enough words or enough time. We wouldn't even have enough time. Uh, starting a business, Joe, um, where, <laughs> where to start? So um, it's very different. You know, I was employed for over a decade. My co-founder was also employed for over a decade. And when you come to entrepreneurship, it's a reality check because um, the one thing that led you to prosper in employment mm. is the one thing you have to drop to prosper in entrepreneurship. Okay. So in the sense that you're not working for anyone, you know, you are in that office, the earliest, you know, we've left the first year, we were leaving the office at 4 a.m. Mm. Uh, we were leaving the office at midnight. We had to learn how to do our own websites because you can't hire people. You don't have the type of capital. And for us, we are bootstrapped. So it's literally going back to your pockets, your savings, everything. And you have to be so desperate to win and so keen to believe in what you do. Because every day, especially as a young woman, you will meet people who compare you mm. to other companies that are bigger. So what's, you know, what, what are you bringing to the table? Or they will challenge you if you don't know your content. Or they will just, you know, you need to prove yourself further even before you get a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. So it's really knowing your craft, really putting in the work. Uh, there's a lot of sacrifices. I don't think there's a life balance, work-life balance. I think it's a season where you have to say, okay, this might take a back seat, mm -hmm. uh, my social life or an, a number of things. And I need to build this organization. We're one year old. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot believe we made it to one year. Uh, but yeah, but I would say it's it's pretty challenging. Uh, pray for your entrepreneurial friends yes. <laughs> every day, all day. Uh, support them, share their uh, their business with other people. Um, excuse them if they can't come for all the events; they're exhausted. Uh, but also, like as an entrepreneur on the other side, grind, mm. push. 
um, know your craft. Don't be scared to say, I don't know. Don't be scared to knock on those doors that you might hear a no. Because, you know, I feel like you get used to the no's. You get, it's faster to get to the yes. Because mm-hmm. if you don't get to the no's quickly, for me, even for jobs, I tell people, you get, you got to know. Keep it moving. Right. You know? Yeah. I love that. If, if rejection is your biggest fear, then you're going to, you're guaranteed to Yo, fail. But yeah, you keep 100%. pushing and trying. Yeah. I mean, the worst that can be said is no by one person, but then you can get many other opportunities by the right person. And what, what's for you will never miss you is basically what I'm saying. 100%. We have so much more to talk about. Let's get back into the music. One Republic, uh, let's see the name of the song, is Good Life. You know what? I actually want to make sure that you do have a good life because let me tell you, the way this economy is set up, ew. Every day feels like you're fighting for your money, you're fighting for your job opportunity, you're just fighting in general. But having the right people on your team, having the right help that you deserve can actually go a very long way. So this year is my mission to make sure that we build the right team around us, to make sure that we truly get, get what we truly deserve. And so I'm joined in studio with Ellen Montet, who's a co-founder and CEO of Learnly Africa. Wow, there's so much to cover, so much to talk about, even behind the scenes. I've gotten like 60 <laughs> questions I want to ask. But let's start with your company, Learnly. Um, what inspired this company and what is your key objectives with when it comes to Learnly? Okay, so what inspired Learnly? Um, I think my co-founder and I are very passionate about tech and we've been able to be in spaces where we've seen what how tech is advancing very quickly, number one, but also how it makes life so easy. And now we are in a space where you cannot escape tech anymore. Be it in HR, in finance, you are, you know, the job you're doing right now, no one can escape technology in any shape, form or way. So we came together and we were like, okay, you know, what's one, what's one aspect that we'd want to push the needle on? And we landed on data analytics because we collect data every day, all day, be it your mamamboga selling, you're able to collect information about the people who are buying, are they buying uh, tomatoes worth 20 shillings? Or you're that big establishment like Carrefour or Nivus, and you're able to track over the past couple of years what merchandise or what products are moving, and it helps you to be able to break down the information you're collecting and make more informed decisions to either up your game in terms of business, so make better decisions, uh, be able to explain to your partners, to your bosses, like why we're making certain decisions, and overall for you as an individual or as an organization to be able to get to the next level. So we want to be able to, we've started with data analytics, we are introducing HR analytics in March, um, and the idea is we want to be able to assist even the non-technical people, because you hear data analytics and you, you're you thinking, I, I'm i not in IT. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You, as a, where you are dependent, regardless of where you are, as an entrepreneur, as anyone really, needs to learn data. If you look at the numbers uh, and where the world is moving, every single person needs to be data I don't know. I don't like the word literate, but like... Like savvy. Yeah, survey. Yeah, yeah that's a so word. So I find that really interesting. So basically, if I was to map out my data information, it would be like from when I started to now, how much have I brought in, what's my value, and oh, then... 100%. So it lets you track what you're doing and then maybe helps you move forward or backwards yeah. um, in, in your career. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Because you're also able to... I'll, I'll kind of tie it back to the first discussion we had about jobs, right? Mm-hmm. It enables you to be able to say, okay, since I joined your organization, 
I was able to do one, two, three, four in comparison to the KPI. I was able to bring in this much, um, you know, money. Hence, I would love to have, you know, a salary, uh, what do you call it? Increase. Appraisal, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. increase. Yeah. Or as a, as, as a HR person, you want to be able to say, okay, the past six years, I have been able to work for this company. I've seen the type of talent that actually comes here and stays. You're able to evaluate performance. So gone are the days where we're saying, oh, you know, as this person, I only do one, two, three, four. I think the world and even organizations are demanding from everybody to be a bit, let's leave stories. Let's be more data centric. Right. Talk about numbers. Tell me, hey, Montat, you know, in year one, you were able to bring xyz number of people and maybe for hr analytics you only got this number of people so how about we just do away with this and focus on where we're getting more traction mm -hmm. so that you stop doing everything um data enables all of us to be able to understand our work um, mm -hmm. technology enables us to be able to be more efficient so yeah so we are in that space of creating content that can be easily transferable to your everyday life. I love the fact it's because it's no more on emotions. It's literally fact. Like yep. the numbers will speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to numbers speaking for themselves, let's talk about your achievements this far. I really found this amazing. So in the um, you've placed six youths in a dignified jobs, which I think is great, paying them an average salary of about 120,000 shillings monthly. That's amazing for six youths yeah. starting off. I, like and in that's this actually, economy, that, in this that's time. last year actually. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. That's incredible. So maybe you can give um, some more information as to how you are able to place people and how people can reach out to you maybe they they've been doing what i'm really calling on my friends today my gosh <laughs> but they've been doing what my friends are doing applying mm -hmm. to so many jobs and mm -hmm. getting so many rejections what advice and how can they reach you if they want to be now maybe the next 12 people mm -hmm. that you give uh, jobs to that start off at around one hundred twenty thousand shillings okay fantastic so i'll speak on the program side and then i'll speak on the recruitment side so when we started um you know we were building up our own curriculum so that we're able to tailor it to the needs of you know, Kenyans in Africa so that we're not teaching using data from abroad. So, um, and then it's very case study driven. So since we launched, we were able to have uh, two cohorts so far. We actually have a class ongoing right now on uh, cohort three, which is the data analytics masterclass. Uh, they run for seven weeks, uh, six modules, and then it's Tuesday and Thursday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So you're able to, you know, work around it if you're employed. Um, so that's on the... Uh, program side then of course the introduction to hr analytics which is a huge exciting thing because we've now introduced our second program uh, which will start on march which will be a workshop from the recruitment side of business how it works is we talk to different organizations because once when we started learnly we build a community of techies um so I don't know if there's a bias there, but majority of the people that we've been able to connect them with jobs are techies. So we partner with different organizations, understand their needs, and then we go back to our community of techies that we have on our databases, and then we match them with the right people. The other thing that we've done, and I think this is what led to the success of uh, recruitment quickly was we sat down and really coached the people mm -hmm. who were shortlisted because we realized sometimes you're so talented but your communication is what um, makes the other person either not understand what you're saying hence you lose out on the job mm -hmm. but your skill set is brilliant so we did a lot of coaching in terms of really helping the person to 
talk about their skill sets, what they do, their, um, you know, their good moments, their bad moments, their salaries. You know, that's another thing. As Kenyans, I don't know, m majority women, actually, we really struggle to speak about money and finances and salaries. Mm -hmm. And um, majority of it is because of lack of knowledge. We, we don't know how to push back strongly or we don't know what that company's budget is and they don't necessarily share that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many questions that are popping into my head. I'm like, some companies have policies that say you shouldn't talk about it. And then maybe on a night out is when you talk, oh, let, oh girl, let me tell you something. <laughs> We're going to get back into it in just a bit. Send in your questions. There's so much to break down. Capital FM. I'm so riled up, it's unbelievable. First of all, you're listening to Lana Del Rey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on the Fuse 984, they're giggling you laughing is from a very serious young lady who's been giving me tips and tricks and information about being in the job market, applying for a job, and what they also look for as well. It's like basically a cheat code to get you started in the year right, right? So we looked at it from the perspective of um, what an employer looks for, you know, the right CV, um, the right applicant, getting the training beforehand, and this is how you've had a successful six people so far are uh, getting you know starter jobs starting with a salary of 120,000 shillings which is great but then it got me thinking about now the ones applying for the job what are the red flags is someone who's applying should uh, should they look out for and I want to start off with salaries okay LinkedIn did something amazing last year towards the end of last year they said now recruiters and jobs need to start putting their minimum and their maximum so you know what you're applying for you know this is as much as I'll ever make mm -hmm. uh, do you think that was a great idea and what should we be looking out for when applying for a job fantastic no I think I agree I think that's a good idea because it it also kind of pushes company to discuss you know budgets and I think every organization thinks about the budget before bringing someone in mm. right so um, from a job seekers perspective I would always say you know once you get uh, to email them or you get to talk to somebody in the company, you know, do your due diligence. And number one would be straight up asking the HR person or the person who reached out to you, kindly could you share your salary bands uh, for this role or could you share your salary range? So bands are like mostly just organizations have different bands uh, dependent on, you know, when we employ someone and they are at this level, how much should they earn? And then also, D don't leave the conversation at the starting salary because sometimes even for us as a startup we might not be able to afford someone like paying them a lot of money at the beginning but from a job seekers perspective I always challenge them to be able to say okay so these are my KPIs mm. if I come to this organization and I'm able to do one two three four five six that means I have been able to accomplish what you've hired me to do so at what point am I subjected to a raise right and what is that raise because, again, organizations, and I'm sure HR people are like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, switch off the radio right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's a matter of, like, <sighs> talking, having conversations, you know, planning ahead, being able to, like, I, I wouldn't say challenge, but I would say have very serious conversations about your future. Mm. Because don't wait for the person to kind of plan for you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of us do that. But again, I really love the Gen Z. Right. <laughs> you know, they're asking the hard questions. They're ha but then again, I would caution them as well. Like, you know, read the documents. There's a lot of HR policy that you're given before you're hired into a job. Read every single document before you sign it right. because it helps you to understand 
your future in the organization i love that i love that information as well there's actually um an instagram page i'd suggest everyone check out you should Mm -hmm. check it out as well it's this guy called chris donnelly um and he's an entrepreneur and he actually debunks people send him emails around the world from their organizations Mm -hmm. it could be like a boss being you know i mean like they they, Mm -hmm. you see behind the scenes of someone like let's say asking for a salary raise or asking for time off work and then there's one that's become very popular that he did it has over 16 million views and over 1 million comments it's about a young lady and she she was asking um, for a salary raise and she found out the interns that were coming into the organization sure. are making more than the people who are in the organization, mm-hmm. but they've been training them. So they went on a night out and they discussed their salary. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, the interns were discussing it because they were like, we've started here, so obviously we're gonna be there. Well, as the people who had been in the organization were like, wait a minute. What's happening? (laughs) So they go forward to talk to their boss about this and the boss starts to gaslight the people who've been in the organization uh, being like, you guys shouldn't have spoken about it. Is it legally, are you legally not allowed to speak about your salary in the office place is basically what I'm Mm. asking. What they did, was it illegal or? Yeah. um, Or is it just a way to keep people quiet? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really tough question. Um, I don't know if, I, I can't speak necessarily on the legalities. However, I do know that contracts are that a lot of people sign do mention that you should not discuss certain parameters of your contract to the organization mm. with anyone, let alone with each other. However, I would say that's a really that, that that's a really sad situation, you know. And and unfortunately, I don't think it's a unique one either. Right. Mm. And that's why it's really um, up to company owners and HR people to really push to have salary bands, be a bit more transparent. I love working, when we work with companies that are recruiting, we really push them to tell us what the salary range is. Because if you don't tell us the salary range, we don't know who to get, you Mm. know? So, and then also we ask questions around like, okay, so your salary range is this, so how many years of experience does this person have to have? So that makes me be able to get the right person for your organization. Mm. But I think to answer, I, I know it's a tough one because Contracts, again, say, like, we should not discuss it. Okay. However, like, I think it's time for, I like LinkedIn's way. Mm. I think there are actually companies in Kenya that do that already, but people don't ask. Mm. So I think it's also for us to be able to know that you should ask about salary ranges and salary bands. I love that. I love the fact that now we know what the recruiters are looking for, what the company's looking for, what you should look for. Now, in just a bit, we're going to be talking about the future okay. of tech. I mean, everything from they're taking our jobs <laughs> uh, to the skills that are needed, by the way, in the current job market. And of course, how tech in Kenya is moving forward. If you do have any questions, keep them coming in. This is a necessary conversation, especially at the beginning of the year, as you're looking for what to do next. He started making his impact in music back in the 70s let me tell you something at the age of like 86 or something elton john is still collaborating with britney spears with dua lipa staying relevant and he doesn't even have to tell his cv it speaks for himself but you starting off looking for a job you might need to so this is the tips and tricks that you need uh, all thanks to lonely africa now if you don't know let me remind you one more time uh the increasing reliance of today and especially technology is now what created such an amazing company they bestow to you on facts the reason why i'm really enjoying your company and learning about your company is the fact that you are doing data analytics yep. so the numbers will speak for themselves and then the average median age in kenya by the way is about 19 years old uh, and then the median age as well for men is 30 years old so 
positions in Kenya are far and wide. But then when we talk to like all these goldies, like the practices have changed so much mm. in the workplace from when someone may have started in a company, let's say a capital, uh, to now when you see Gen Zs coming in hot and heavy, it's such a different conversation. But the biggest one that's staying consistent is they're going to take our jobs, right? Yeah. It could have been back in the day yeah. of our black people, they're going to take our jobs. So that was on race or, yeah. you know, the first computer, they're going to take our jobs. Uh, but now we're seeing AI and chat GPT and technology in general, um, are they coming to take our jobs? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, and we hear it quite a bit. Let me, like, uh, so I saw the stats of the morning. So it says AI in 10 years is projected to contribute 15.7 trillion to global GDP. Mm. And out of that, 6.6 .6 trillion from increased productivity of people using AI. So, no, tech is not coming to replace. Um, humans actually i think someone mentioned to me was it yesterday about human machine collaboration that's how we should be everyone should be thinking about tech as human machine collaboration right so when you think about technology even remember uber do you remember when uber was coming to kenya and there was like fights mm -hmm. because taxi drivers were like no we don't want this thing da, da, da. now what about now yeah they, i mean <laughs> The same they just people. Had to, they had to acclimatize to it. Exactly. Though. But okay, okay. Let me hold on. That, <laughs> that I can argue though, because um, yes, shout out to Uber, Bolt. Mm -hmm. um, you know, taxi sharing mm -hmm. apps. Congratulations mm -hmm. to you. Okay, you found a problem. You made a solution for the majority of us. Um, but then, like, if I take it back to the taxi driver, because they were just they were just saying any price mm. all over the pr like place, and we got tired of that. But if they had actually come together and actually unionized, then they would have been able to rival Uber. What they had to do was now adapt to Uber or Bolt or the rest of them. Sorry, I'm not naming all of them. Yeah. But they they had to. They were squeezed out. So I, do, I just, I don't know. That's I don't want to be squeezed out. I'm telling you. So what do you do? Because <laughs> yeah. that's the other thing. Yeah. Um, we, even the reason for Landly is we're trying to talk to everyone and educate them that you don't have to have a tech uh, degree or diploma or be an IT person to be able to understand essentials and fundamentals of things like data analytics, right? Because the world, like we talked about 6.6 .6 trillion. So that means by training of data analytics, once you understand the fundamentals, you understand how to use raw data and convert it to be able to make decisions, you cannot only do that in Kenya, you can do it in Kenya, Uganda, in Europe, in anywhere. So we are talking about let's train people on skills that cuts across. Like what you learn, you are able to apply it regardless of where you are, right? right. So every single person, gone are the days. I think right now tech is here, tech is here to stay. So, and it's gonna be one of those things, it's either you know or you don't. Because even chat GPT, for example, a lot of people talk about it, they fuss about it, they're excited about it. Others like, ah, this thing is making people lazy. But the truth is, half of those people using it don't even know how to use it. You know, mm -hmm. there's a skill and there's a way that you need to be able to use the tools that AI presents to us to make informed decision and for it to make your work more productive and more effective. 
So that's where we need to go. Um, and what are the skills that are job in the job market that do we need right now? Because I mean, for I'm just gonna call out my dad's generation, right? <laughs> I've heard a lot of them be like, "It's been working for so yeah. long." <laughs> What's the problem, right? <laughs> but right now we're not being we cannot afford to buy a house yeah. with shells and some dreams. Like we know what we mean. There like you go. the reality is here. Yeah. <laughs> if it's been working for, for so, so long, long. What, what are some new skills? Basically, I'm asking, should yeah. every generation have, have on their portfolio? Absolutely. So I'll speak on skills that we, because of, so think about technologies here, right? It's here, like, that's it. But like, what else do you need um, as an individual? You and I, all of us, is critical thinking. We literally need to be able to have this in our pockets. Uh, Problem solving. It's time to bring the solutions on the table and just not complain every day. It's not going to move the needle anymore. Um, creativity. So all of us, for example, here have ChatGPT. We are asking the same questions. We get the same answers. But what would make, say, this person pick me and not you or you not me is those things. Your creativity on how you present it, how you're able to you know, talk about it, communication. Um, I think the other thing is self and attention management. So we are distracted you know, we have a phone here, we have a computer here, we have zoom, 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 like it's everywhere. But are you able to self-management, that means timekeeping, are you able to meet your goals, meet your targets, be able to plan efficiently? So those are the type of skills. And I think also system management is another thing. So knowing how to use these tools that are being presented to you. So when I talk about skill sets, I think those are the skill sets that are so crucial to survive in the future of where we're going. Tech has already come. It's here. So it's up to everyone. Please learn some level of skill <laughs> when it comes to tech. Just don't say it's, you know, now it's here. It's in our systems. It's now every day. We can't escape it. So use that. And then now on top of that, really think about your communication. Really think about your problem solving, your critical thinking. What will make me stand out more than you or you stand out more than me is this little nitty gritties that are so critical. All right. Yeah. And just a bit, I'm going to be getting to your questions because I'm being yelled at. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm personally over time, but I'm being yelled at by fuses. They want their questions answered. Uh, everything from job scams and what to look out for. Okay. I mean, we've been talking basically what the company looks for what you should look for so you have a perfect medium how to salary negotiate when's the right time to do so so much is happening right now and i love to see it but keep sending in your questions we're gonna have yeah a little bit of time to talk about that Led Zeppelin right here on the Fuse 984 with Stairway to Heaven. It is a classic. You know how much I love me some oldies, goldies, but you know how much I love to figure out life with you so much more. Keep your questions coming in. Well, uh, you have a limited time. You've got about three minutes of your questions, and I want to answer all of them as quick as possible. Not me per se. Uh, I like to have the professionals tell me what to do. It makes things so much easier. I am in studio with Ellen Montet, uh, who is a co-founder and CEO of Learnly Africa. And maybe you can remind us one more time what Learnly Africa is is all about. Thank you. So Learnly Africa is a company that is providing technical training. So for example, for now, we offer data analytics masterclasses. Uh, cohort three is currently ongoing. We'll have another cohort coming up. And we also offer HR analytics. So the reason behind it is to create programs that 
teach content that you can interpret in your careers or in your businesses. Okay, perfect. There you go. So we've talked about how companies should view you, how you should view a company as well when you're applying. Um, you know, salary negotiation, negotiations. I was telling you behind the scenes, it feels like begging for some of us, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is so uncomfortable. The right yeah. conversations to be having as well uh, within the organization, within amongst your colleagues as well, because things are changing as well. What's going on online now? A question I do have is: Is it true? I love this question. <laughs> oh, great question. Okay, so George wants to know: Is it true that the companies can actually go through your social media and decide whether to hire you based on your online imprint? <gasps> Without mentioning names, I can confirm that it actually is true. There's some companies that actually do check your social media. But but that's like but it, after hours. It, it, it truly <laughs> is. It truly is. But again, I think it's, um, you know, like every company has their different values. Um, and that gets interpreted to the type of people that they want to to come to the organization right but when i think about it it reminds me of back in the day when people used to th say like tattoos and hairstyles <laughs> you know would dictate you being yeah, yeah. Would be in the company what what someone does in their free time isn't it if someone is qualified for the job you're just going to pick the person who looks qualified yeah. not the person that is so let me give you an example so what make that make sense <laughs> <laughs> George, let's, <question. laughs> let, let, let's give an example so i um you know lonely africa we are recruiting for you know a very technical person uh but also like a business developer someone who'll be meeting our partners and talking to them and you know everything right um and then when we're doing due diligence for example i'm not saying we do this but anyway if we do <laughs> um and i go on social media and i find the person that i want to recruit is uh, busy championing um, things like violence. Oh. Uh, or they have been listed somewhere that they were caught in the club beating up someone or doing certain things that... So these, it sounds extreme, mm. but those things I can't separate mm -hmm. because once you're hired by organization, the hope of that organization is that the type of values um, that they have, you know, if they are uh, safeguarding children type of organization and then you're right. caught up in cases that have certain behavior that reflects badly on their values and the type of company that they are, then it's not a good match. So I'm going to go off on George's question because I know people have Finsters. If you don't know what a Finster is, it's a fake Instagram or a mm. fake social media account. Um, if the company finds that fake account and then they find out the true nature of this person, right? Let's say they've been saying I'm a family man or a family woman and then behind the scenes they're really a, a, a vagabond. They're stressing everyone out. Mm -hmm. um, can the company fire you when they figure out your true core too? Do you remember like when I when I told when I mentioned about <laughs> reading policies and mm -hmm. why it's important to read HR policies, when to read um, job descriptions, everything that you're signing in that organization is tying you to their values and their principles. Mm -hmm. And if you are not doing the things that you're supposed to do, that contract, depending on how it's written, can be used reasons to letting you go okay yeah. uh susan wants to know about job fraud especially when it comes mm. to whatsapps and these websites i'm assuming you're seeing like linkedin mm. indeed or maybe job applications uh job fraud maybe what are some tips and tricks we should look out for yeah when um it comes to job fraud? even me i still get those things i i still get, i still get those messages for we pay five thousand for data and someone something. messaged me yeah. that today <laughs> i'll even read you the message yeah, go on. yeah so you end up getting so many things uh please be careful about 
about your data as much as tech is moving and you know it's a fantastic thing there's also the other side of it which is data privacy so the minute you're able to click at some you know link then your information is taken so what i would always say is of course when a company is texting you and saying oh we're recruiting please because a lot of this was happening during covid um please please make sure like you get uh you call the company that they're talking about mm-hmm. so capital fm is recruiting for you know someone call they have i'm sure the website have a phone number call the reception ask if you can speak to somebody say hi i want to apply for this job and that's why you know this all this comes back to that thing of you can't apply for like a lot of jobs at once mm. you have to do your due diligence so that your information is just not being sent anywhere and everywhere mm-hmm. so yes so just go a f- uh, step further give a call to the company that is if you're like not sure about it check their linkedin check the people who are working there even dm the linkedin people yeah. right mm-hmm. send the hr a message and say hey you know i received this email this is what it says attach it there uh i just want to confirm if this is a real thing yeah, I love that. Let me show you what it kind of sounds like because this happened mm-hmm. today and the company they used is actually someone I talked to on LinkedIn. It's a friend of mine. Okay. Shout out Collins. I had already <laughs> told him I was going to say this story. Uh, but this is what normally it'll sound like. Hello, dear. Well, why is it always dear? dear. Anyway, hello. <laughs> if you're looking for a job, don't call me dear. Anyway, hello, dear. I work for Beep company in Kenya. It's a marketing, digital marketing agency and we're looking to recruit uh, part-time and full-time online employees. I said, cool, because I know the company. I was like, cool, sounds great, tell me more. And then they're like, okay, um, thanks for the reply. Our company cooperates with Google Merchants, YouTube, and will increase your uh, revenue flow daily and even monthly. I was like, wow, (laughs) sounds great, tell me even more. They say the work is very simple, a task of three to five minutes. You'll receive a reward of 300 shillings uh, a day after you can earn daily income of even up to 2,000 shillings. The reward is paid through bank transfer or mobile money. I'm like, that sounds fantastic. 2,000 shillings, when do I start? Mind you, as this is happening, I had messaged the person who owns a company. They said this uh, too. So they said, yes, great, you can even start right now. Are you above 21? I said, I am, way above 21, actually. And they said, great, your first task is 300 shillings in reward. Now click on this link for someone named Ryan Shirley. Ryan Shirley, if you're listening, I'm so sorry you're used as a con. Uh, Click on this link. Please subscribe to the channel screenshot once you subscribed and let us know. Of course, I did not click on the link. I just responded to them. My lawyers and the owner of the company has suggested that this may not be real they've blocked me on, on yeah. whatsapp <laughs> so that's something maybe you should look yeah. out for uh, but i want to know from you lastly what should we be looking out for as, as the future of uh, tech in kenya how's it going uh, is it something great we should look out for or should we be worried no it's something amazing we should look out for um it's something that's gonna help Th- think about like what i mentioned before it's human machine collaboration you know so for all of us, I think the challenge or what we need to start thinking about is how do I upskill to learn? It could be data analytics. It could be a program like Python programming or something, you know, like our, like learn something mm-hmm. that it goes above and beyond what you already know. So I think the opportunity is there. And then also tech helps us to be able to work in companies not only centered in Kenya, because that's another thing. People are talking about their new jobs, their new jobs. But then now when you're really good about what you're doing, you're able to apply for jobs outside 
this country mm-hmm. um, and also like earn very well working for companies in this company, in this country as well. So yeah, I would say really tech is fantastic. Just upskill, mm-hmm. pick something, come to Lundy, <laughs> you know, go to companies. Everyone is kind of offering something you can learn and grasp on. So do it, do it and do it now. Right, I wish you were there when I was applying for, like <laughs> after uni. Like where have you been? You're giving me so much to think about as well. Um, where can we find you? How can we reach out to Lundy? if we're looking to start our career, if we're looking to change our career, if we're looking to just learn a new skill or kind of get it together or look for recruitment as well. So how do we find you? Okay, so our website is www.learnly. So that's the word learnly.com. Uh, landlyafrica.com sorry about that so www.learnlyafrica.com uh you will be able to see everything learnly there we're on linkedin as landly africa instagram twitter uh or x sorry mm-hmm. um yeah we're everywhere really and all our contacts are there you should be able to give us a call someone will be able to assist you either it's joining one of our programs or looking at the roles that we have open Yep, happy to help. When I grow up, I want to be just like you. Let me remind you one more time. <laughs> Lonely Africa's headquarters are in Nairobi, Kenya. It is a youth-led and women-led organization established in 2023. Uh, their company is born out of the passion and vision of the founders to empower the youth in Kenya, but all over the world as well, by providing them with high-quality and, of course, readily accessible learning tech job opportunities around Africa. Now, what have they done in one year? This is amazing. They were able to place six youth in dignified jobs, paying them with an average salary starting by the way salary of 120,000 shillings a monthly they teach you skills they having a second cohort as well as a third cohort on teaching you the right skills and ways to apply for your future today or if you're just looking to revamp your CV or just see what's out there as well they are putting it all in one place accessible and digestible and I have learned so much you can keep your questions coming in they'll be on our social media as per usual today I seem to be running way over time (laughs) 